This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome, folks, to Cutscene Saga, the podcast where we dissect and discuss the stories in video games. We're kind of like a book club. Each month, we choose a new game and we gather some friends to talk about it. Once again, well, for the last time this month, I'm joined by... Jenna Burbeck. Welcome back, Jenna, for the last time. Yay! <laughs> Not yay that we're almost done. Yeah, yay, yeah. but I'm back again. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm never coming back again. No, okay, fine. <laughs> Whatever. I, I was going to do, I was going to invite you back to talk about Horizon Zero Dawn, but sure, no, <gasps> please, don't worry about please it. Please <laughs> let me talk Horizon Zero Dawn. Please, Joe. I'll, I'll, I'll have my people talk to your people. Okay, sure. Yep, <laughs> we'll schedule that through my assistant. <laughs> Good. We're talking this month about Dragon Age Inquisition. So if yes. you haven't listened to our previous three episodes, it's probably worth going back and listening to those. General consensus, we love Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah. We've but, dumped many, many an hour into this game. Uh-huh. Mm. But, you know, we have some constructive feedback. We have way. lives outside Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah, well... <laughs> Well, I mean, my life outside Dragon Age is Mass Effect, yes. so... sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we're talking this week about the the game itself, the game mechanics, yes. the game systems, mm. the combat. Which is actually the point where people kind of realise that although I love this game very intensely, I'm really bad at it. Yeah. Um, um, often play on casual, which is like, it's embarrassing for me to admit <laughs> that, but... You well, know, you just said that into a microphone, so now everybody knows. Yeah, everybody knows. I mean, yeah. everybody does know. You yeah. know my boyfriend yeah. knows, so <laughs> it's fine. He judges yeah. me. Look, I'm not I'm not very good at games either. No. I I'm not very good at the particularly with like Inquisition, that very strategic type of thinking. Yeah. yeah. Um I find it hard to keep track of all of my party members and stuff. Mm. So I like to set up the tactics. I like to so okay. the party members make their own decisions. Yeah, sure. Um, I find the AI is ten, tends to be very good if you yeah. let it do its thing. Yeah. Um, it doesn't. I mean, on on casual, it doesn't really matter. Even if the AI is a little bit off, because the the um, the enemies die quite easily. But yeah. that's kind of the point for me because. As you can probably tell, what I love about Dragon Age is it's the story, it's the characters, it's the setting. It's pretty much everything except the actual mechanics of the way the game plays, with some exceptions as we'll go through. And so I, I could play on something other than casual if I wanted to, mostly because I've played the game more than 10 times now and, you know, I know it well enough that, I, yeah. I know that there's going to be a pride demon popping out of that fade riff <laughs> up on the hill. Yeah. Um, so I know that that's, you know, probably going to be a good idea if I have my um, my fancy inquisitor power that, that sucks all the life out of the, the pride demon while yep. I'm killing it, kind of an ability happening. Um, so on that sort of a level, I could honestly, please believe me, I could play on something other than casual if I – no, it's fine. Yeah. I'm, no, but, I mean, I'm not I, ashamed to play on casual. I'm, I'm exactly the same as you. I 
I, I'm not there for a challenge. I would yeah. play a different game if I wanted a challenge. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm there, yeah, it's the same as you. I'm there for the story. I'm there my, for the My characters. experience on high levels of difficulty, um, I mean, it doesn't quite exactly work like that, but basically things take a lot longer to die. Yeah. And the longer something takes to die is the longer it takes for me to get to that next bit of the story that I'm interested in. Yeah. And so the the thing that I'm killing is just slashing at me. It's not telling me what it wants. Yep. <laughs> it's just wanting to kill me. Suppose. And I mean, that's why we're here recording this podcast because, yeah. you know, we're people who are interested in the stories. Mm, for sure. So, yeah, um, there there are elements of the game though, apart from the just grind of mm. killing enemies that is interesting. Yeah. And For example? Uh, for example, I really enjoyed the crafting mechanics oh, in yeah. this game yep. compared to some of the – well, uh, compared to both the previous games, mm. I wasn't really into the crafting. No, yeah. Particularly DA2 is very – I mean, you can't even dress your party members differently in DA2. Yep. <laughs> You've got no options. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually, um, that's something I really love in this game, that you can take the same piece of armour, mm. put it on a different party member, and it styles it appropriately it start, to yeah, that party yep. member. Yep. yep. I think that's so brilliant because that, like mm. I tend to be a lot about aesthetics. I really yeah. like my characters to look. And you really like that I, tinting function too. I do really love the tinting function. There and, yeah. There's certain fabrics that Vivian will not wear and I will <laughs> always change the fabrics. Same with Dorian. He, he, the, he has the fabrics he'll wear and not the others. Grey washes him out. Yeah. And like uh, I, I always have a colour scheme for my Inquisitor. Like my current that's one cool. is, is brown and blue. That's yeah. what she always wears. Ah, cool. Um, so, yeah, even beyond aesthetics, um, you can craft some really cool stuff. Mm. And particularly after you've played the game once or gone through a really good kind of run where you've collected a lot of schematics, you then can sync that into previous iterations. They didn't have that right from the start, no, did they? The, no, gold, they the golden nug thing. The golden thing. nug. They like introduced it later. Like a really yeah. gaudy statue that turns <laughs> up in Haven and then in Skyhold's. Like in Haven, it's really random because it's yeah. just like, what is this thing? <laughs> at, le at least Skyhold is full of random crap. Yes, exactly. But anyway, you, you you hit the golden nug on your second playthrough and you get a lot of your collectibles back. Yeah. And you do get to use your weapon schematics and your armor schematics that are, as I discovered, if you even craft with those using really low quality ore and leather and um, material, even doing that you can make some really op gear yep and suddenly you go from being like um a quarter armor on the scale to like full armor on the scale <laughs> yeah. because you've just made this using this really cool cinematic from very late in the game and um i mean there's a there's a it's kind of a thrill and sort of a thrill for me because i like really like killing things quickly and yep. feeling really badass yep. and 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 whatever um in having op gear so that's kind of fun but even if you haven't finished the game all the way through and have the ability to do that, just even step by step the gear and the schematics that you can sort of use to create the gear is kind of cool in that um, the way that you take it on and off and the way you compare it on the screens yep. and other games that I've played don't do that well. No. And no. so if the game doesn't allow me to do it in an efficient way, way and manage my inventory even then I tend to not really care right. about things that I pick up and hit the way that I'm dressed and and whatnot because it's just too hard because it's not worth it yeah yeah and it's something that will be a barrier to me yeah 
getting yeah, through the I mean, story I, and playing the game. I found that a little bit frustrating in Origins, that same thing, having screens and screens and screens of just stuff in your inventory yeah. and having to, yeah, figure out how to, like, where to put everything yeah. and where to, yeah. Yeah, sure. So I think that is definitely something that Inquisition's done really well in terms of, um, as I said, crafting and inventory control and just generally how you um, choose and, yeah, just interact with your armour and your weapons essentially. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I am surprised there's that bit in Wicked Eyes and Wicked Hearts in the Orlesian Court mission that you go down into these um, sort of staff kitchens and because you've just been up in the ballroom, you go down and the Inquisitor, your Inquisitor doesn't have any armour or weapons on because yep. they've got that stupid nutcracker kind yeah. of kind of red outfit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Whose idea was that really? And I think there's a mod where you can wear a ball gown too. Oh, is there? Yeah, I oh, think I've seen be that. Nice. That is really cool. Um, you can have a bit of a um, princess moment. And it adds the mask to your inventory but doesn't equip it, which I always find really weird. Yeah, that is strange too. But um, anyway, you go down to the kitchens and suddenly your party's with you because you're going into combat essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and you have to actually equip everyone's yep. armour and weapons and it's actually like it's irritating but yeah. – in other games, I feel it would be a lot more yeah. irritating yeah. because the way that it's set up, and I guess particularly if you're a little got got quite a good handle on what's in your inventory, you can just just equip that mm. really quickly and just smash it all on. Um, so I guess I don't know who thought of that little bit in that quest. It doesn't really work for me, but I think it could have been a lot more annoying if those kind of inventory and um, interacting with the armour and sure. weapons kind of mechanics weren't so good. I actually really quite like the, like going off on a complete opposite direction here. Sorry? I really love the um, the skill trees in this. Okay, yeah. Um, I have I feel like it's taken the, the kind of general shape they had in DA2 that kind of branching little yep. icons thing. Yeah, because it wasn't great in Origins. It was wasn't it? great in Origins, no. no. Um, and, yeah, I, I feel like it's really refined it and really um, – mm. and I love that you can very easily um, – like because uh, I usually play as a mage mm. um, where you can kind of pick what – you know, you can be a storm mage or an ice mage or a fire mage or whatever. Yep. But you can also mix and match mm. without too much um, – penalty mm. and then yeah then you choose your specialization but i i really it really frustrates me that the nine specializations you can choose from three for each class directly correspond to your nine companions right okay and so that's like, something that that we chatted about previously that before you told me that i didn't actually realize that yeah. because what i tend to do is i don't really care so much about what my companions are doing. I don't really get a kick out of going yeah. in there and um, messing with the way that they're specced yep. um, because I just kind of feel that that, that auto level function, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. go in there, you, your companions need levelling up. They always seem to be levelling up at a really inconvenient time yeah. but also you want to level them up because, you know, you're going to be on to the next bit and they might need that extra ability. Yep. Um, but yeah, going in there and and chucking the um the square button and yeah. pushing auto level up on the PS4, <laughs> um yeah, just just auto level, auto level, auto level. The 
as I said, the game's AI is good enough. Yeah, sure. Well, I guess it's not AI and that that's just the way that Bioware wants it to be set up yeah. normally. Um, is so good that I just don't have to touch it and I know that I'm not going to make a really um, unbalanced character spec-wise. Sure. I suppose yeah, I yeah. should maybe just trust you myself that, that I can yeah. I can spec my own character. So surely I could spec somebody like somebody else in the party, but yeah. I don't know. I just don't have time for that. I just don't care enough. Um, so when you said that the specialisations were actually just reflections of the specialisations of other party members, like um, Sarah being like a Tempest specialisation yeah. and Cole being an assassin and Varric being an artificer, I just didn't quite click on that until you said it because yeah. I hadn't really messed around with their skill trees that much. Whereas um, that made a lot of sense because I, whenever the specialisations for the Inquisitor come up, I they never really grab me. Yeah. Like n- I mean, the, the only one that really grabbed me is when I'm playing as a mage, mm. I go with Night Enchanter because you love Vivian because I love why, Vivian. That's why. Well, but having that sword, that yeah. magical sword, that is, sword is really so cool. OP. Yeah, and, it and is. even though they even nerfed it, and made it less OP, Aww. it's still OP. <laughs> it's still, <laughs> it's still um, yeah, one of the best weapons in the game. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, you're right. For the particularly if I'm playing as a rogue or a or a warrior, mm. I don't really give that much of a damn. So that specialization thing in itself was a good idea, I think, but the way they implemented it in just sort of mirroring other things mm. that they've created in the past. Um, yeah. Oh. I mean, I, I really liked how they did it in DA2, which was you could choose from, I think you got a choice of three specializations and your companions each had their own personal specialization that was often a combination of two okay. of the others. So like yeah. Anders, half of his tree was all about healing. So he was like the spirit healer yep. specialization. The other half of his tree was all like damage spells, like the vengeance part. Yeah, the justice. Yeah, the and like justice. Meryl was half blood mage, half <laughs> keeper, you know. So Meryl it was all these. I know. Magic, right? Don't even get me started. <laughs> but she's so sweet and lovely. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, so it, it felt more personal to them, you know, yes. like they yeah. had, um, sure, they had their own experiences behind them that informed what they could do. Mm. Whereas in Inquisition, I just feel like, like it's yeah. just it's kind of like trying to try on someone else's clothes. Sort yeah, of thing exactly. That doesn't quite fit. Yep. Yeah. Which is exactly what I'm doing on this playthrough is I'm basically being Vivian. Yeah, you're I'm just play dressing up as yeah. Vivian, <laughs> just with like a <laughs> shittier <fun>. wardrobe. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's cool with the with the character trees, and I I mean I usually play rogue, and you normally play mage, so yeah. we're we're different in that aspect as yeah. well. Because who who would want to play warrior? What's the point of being a tank? That's no yeah, fun. Yeah, no no one likes being a tank, no. surely. And you know, any <laughs> any World of Warcraft <laughs> and massively invested tanks have just just although just no, each quit our podcast. To, to be fair, I do play tank quite often in Overwatch. Okay, I do like playing tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't play well with other people so yeah, fair <laughs> so i mean what one of the big things that ties together the story and the game mechanics is the choice and consequence systems of a game so inquisition and da2 both use that dialogue wheel that yes. they inherited from mass effect yes what uh, what are your impressions of the differences like how how have they improved that since the previous game or not improved it 
Well, they've still got a bit of that legacy in that some options you can see the little picture come up in the circle and, yeah. and might, one might be like the warrior with the arms crossed, yep. which means it's going to be a really aggressive kind of response yeah. or defensive. And, you know, so you still get a bit of a sense so you're not completely breaking away from what you're used to in those previous games. Yeah, well, because in DA2, wasn't it? Every single option had a had yeah an icon. yeah, which is why if you want to be snarky sarcastic hawk, you just keep mashing that purple yeah. purple option. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just hit it every time, and you'll have a good time. Yeah, and <laughs> and of course that's inherited from Mass Effect as well, in that the yeah. top half of the tree is generally positive, the bottom half is negative, and the mm. middle is is neutral. Yeah, yeah, no, it's cool. Um, so I mean, I I like that. So Inquisition did break away from it a little bit in terms that they have a lot of dialogue options that are kind of miscellaneous that mm. don't have that kind of guide for the player to really know. I mean, you get the text that sort of gives you a clue as to what the dialogue oh, when it, when, line when is going to really be. really important, yeah. But sometimes you click an option and you think it's going to be a line delivered in a certain way and the character speaks it. I guess it depends on which voice actor choice that you mm. choose for your Inquisitor, but... Sometimes a line is delivered in a in a way that is just completely not what you expected, yeah. and you go, "That's not quite what I expected." But sometimes you're like, "That's better than what I expected," or sometimes you're like, "No, that's not what I wanted to say at all." Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> um, I mean, I do really like that it. Yeah, when you're going to make a important, lasting decision, yeah. it'll come up with that. Like the whole it'll thing changes, the, yeah. different arrow, and it'll tell you what's going to happen. Yeah, you know, it does. Iron Bull will join your party, or Iron yes. Bull will will leave. Give you a bit of a. a guiding hand yeah. in that one don't don't doesn't let you make a really big decision sort of <laughs> which offhandedly. Is, which is important when as you say you might just always mash the middle option if you know you always want to be funny you wouldn't even think about it you yeah. know you just you just sure. choose that because that's the one you choose mm. yeah. and uh interesting in this game that i don't know that they did at all or not very much in previous games is they kind of had this special dialogue options in that if you were um, an elf, then oh, the yes. little elf might, the little, you know, elven symbol might come up in that middle of the dialogue tree yeah. and it will branch off usually to that top left and yep. it will be, you know, I want to ask this question because I actually am Dalish and yep. I, I want to know this in particular. And it has mage options and it has like yeah. the glowing blue hand symbol and the, for the mages. Um, the ones you can unlock with your Inquisition perks, the nobility knowledge, arcane knowledge, yeah, underworld yeah. knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Those, yeah, I found that really cool because then that lets you kind of guide your character a bit more with what do they know? What are they knowledgeable about? Yeah, um, so I thought that was very well done for sure. It um, yeah, gave, just added an extra layer to that dialogue Um just constant dialogue choices that sometimes can get a little bit grindy. Yeah. Like if, you, especially if you're doing a conversation that, um, if you played the game multiple times, if you've done the conversation before, yep. um, which was one of the things I kind of, I, I, I almost did like it in origins because origins, the character is not voiced. Mm. You have to read the whole line and then choose which one yeah. you want to say. It's a very different style. Yeah. But that forced you to actually read the line and to actually choose which thing you want to say, not just what is the flavour of what you want to yeah, say. Yeah, there, there were very funny options though. <laughs> Some yeah. of those warden oh, dialogue options were just golden, just so good. Yeah, which would be really interesting to see how they implemented that in, if they do do a remaster, mm. whether they do the warden as voiced, whether voiced. they... Yeah. yeah. They would have to just... 
keep a lot of those dialogue options verbatim because yeah. they you just wouldn't want to lose that. <laughs> I can't even think of an option of, of an example, but oh, people take screenshots of them and share them around yeah. the bedroom. Just hilarious shit <laughs> that the warden has said that people just forget about. <laughs> <laughs> They're this like mythical hero, but actually they were just like a sarcastic. They, they were quite like yeah. they were at times like um, the warden was like almost hawk levels of yeah. snark. If you <laughs> chose a sarcastic hawk, which as I said before, what are you even doing if you if you're not choosing yeah. a sarcastic hawk? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we we spoke in the story episode about the trespasser DLC, mm-hmm. but there's also a couple of other ways the game sort of continues outside of the main story. So we've got the the Descent DLC. Yes. We've yep. got the the Avar Basin, the kind of, something, um, Frostback. Legacy of the Inquisition sort of, what's it called? Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, where, um, where you go and meet the Avar villagers and find mm. out about the first Inquisitor and all that. Mm. Um, and, of course, then there's the multiplayer component. Yes, which, which um, I honestly am not that into. I've seen, no. I've seen a little bit of it played. Um, yeah, it seems, I've played it here and there. It seems um, well done, I guess, if you like that sort of thing, but it's fairly yeah. basic. It just it just felt often like I was just playing a mission, mm. but instead of having a fairly intelligent AI controlling the companions, it was other humans making bad decisions. <laughs> um. It's not what you want. No. <laughs> no. Um what I mean, the DLCs are pretty yeah. cool. I liked the the Frostback, Frostback Basin. I feel like that's what it's called. Um, that's the area. That's what it's yeah. called. Yeah. Um, Which, um, you know, opens up a whole new area with all these new things to explore, new dialogue options, new characters to meet, new equipment to find, and a new dragon to fight, which was really good. Are, are you looking at what it's called? Yeah, I am looking at what it's called. I got their first Jaws of Hack-On. Jaws of Hack-On. There we go. I was two seconds behind you. <laughs> Wait, what spoils the canary? Oh, that's just like Oh, some that's stuff. just like a pack. Yeah. Okay, cool. I was like, what did I miss? Yeah. Um, oh, and of course there was the Black Emporium DLC, which was like a little mini one that just adds the Black you just Emporium. Kind of got that, you just got that, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Bioware. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> um, like for the Mirror of Transformation, definitely worth it. Yes, um, yes, that is definitely the only thing that people care about. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, actually, I really like it because you can buy crafting materials. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So if you're huh. just like, oh, I don't have enough of this fabric, you can just go there and buy a bunch. Oh, and they're I pretty totally cheap. I forgot. Because I really like in Trespasser that they have that kind of larder yeah. of different ores and <laughs> silks and leather and you can yep. just go nuts and craft something really cool. <laughs> yeah. But just for your couple of missions in Trespasser. Yeah. Um, the other element that we haven't really talked about, I, I guess depending on how much you love that kind of thing, are like the collectibles in mm. the game in terms of you I can... Don't, I don't love them. Yeah, you can collect, oh, if you wanted to, you can collect thrones and curtains and windows and plant seeds. Yeah. And one thing that is really cool that you have to concede is the songs. The songs are pretty cool. Actually, to be fair, I do like collecting the decorations Okay. I do like that. It's more the um, like the shards and yeah, the, true. The, that sort of thing no. I'm not really interested in. Yeah, I think I, we've no, mentioned I, before, nobody should collect shards no. more than once. But like I do maybe, really like. Maybe do it once, but no. I, I do really like decorating Skyhold. That Aww, is, yeah. That's cute. Yeah. Like choosing a custom throne and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I am into that. Very cool. But yeah, I love the songs. I love just like walking in and out of the tavern and just getting yeah. different stuff. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> Bard, play me another one. You know? 
Oh, so good. Yeah, I get Sarah was never stuck in my head quite often. Yes. No, that's cool. Very yep. cool. And you can listen to those on Spotify. Just a hot tip. You can get that, the um, the whole album of all the songs for the Bard. Yeah. But, yeah, and collecting. I don't, I don't know. I wasn't super interested in the different alcohol bottles. That you nah, can find. like the, because uh, there's, there's nothing – there's no benefit from them other than no. just well done. You did a collecting. Yeah. You know, there's no. Um, and those ones as well, because you had to use that search function yep. to find the them. Ping. And it would be like quite exciting normally to have it come up that, oh, there's something nearby that yep. you can't see. Um, and you ping, 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 and you find it in that little corner on the table. And, oh, it's just a bottle. It's a bottle of wine. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Sure. Whatever. I'm totally with you. I was never really into that. I was, that never excited me. Yeah. <gasps> Can we talk about the dragons? We can talk about the dragons. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I've forgotten many details about them, but just that they're all really cool yeah. in different ways. Yeah, I yeah, I really love that they're like individually designed. They're each yeah. they're each their own yeah, character. Yeah, they do different things yeah. and like when you first go to the Storm Coast and there's the dragon fighting the so the giant. Cool. So I love going cool. there with Sarah and Sarah's like, "Oh my god, can we stop and watch?" And Iron Ball <laughs> yeah. is so into it. Yes. <laughs> He does look, and, and yeah, because the, after the first time you kill a dragon, you actually get a, a new interaction with Iron Bull where you talk with him about yeah, the dragons. Yeah, I remember and about, that actually. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So cool. And um, particularly because the hinterlands, we haven't really talked about the hinterlands being kind of that that area that you can sort of get lost in yeah. and you can turn a corner and actually walk into an area that is too high level for you. Yep. I, I did exactly that the first time I played. You know where I'm going I, with yep. this because you go through, I think you, it's. You um, go past the wolf cave. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, Queen, Queen Rowan's ravine, yeah. I think. Um, and yeah, you're just going through that tunnel, just chilling, going, oh yeah, what's in this little corner of the map? And suddenly, holy shit, there's a dragon. <laughs> like and right there. Like. A party member will just get one shot killed, and so <laughs> yep. at that point you're like, "Wow, okay, let's retreat." Gonna back nope up one this out of there. Um, so yeah, you have to sort of retreat back up the cave <laughs> like crazy, and you know, go, "Okay, let's put this in the basket for let's do this yep. when I'm about ten levels higher than I am now." Except I, I, I don't think I've ever killed that dragon because oh. I get I get spooked by it and then yeah. I'm gone. Yeah, okay, you've got a bit of PTSD yeah. about the. Like the Interlands dragon. I, I always kill the dragon in Crestwood. I always get the dragon in the Emerald Graves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the one in Jaws of Hakon in the Frostback Basin. But aside from that, I, I don't often, I don't often oh, take there them are, on. There are two in um, Empriest Leon. Oh, are there? Yeah, there's two there. And one of them is really hard, oh. I remember. I don't really remember which one's which, but there's one is, that's like super high level that will just F you up. <laughs> it just will. Yeah. Um, oh, no, I, I've definitely killed the one in um, Western Approach, the big old desert. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, 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 because you see him at, when you yeah, first arrive. Yeah, there's the, um, there's the guy, the researcher, yep. who's really into that one and so you have to, like, kill all the, the wivens to yeah. leave the, the baits and, yeah, no, that's, that's a very, very, fun, the very yeah. fun quest for sure and, you know, depending on whether you're high level enough to actually kill the dragon <laughs> yep. is, yes, they are fun and they've done that really well in this game. Mm. Um, Especially because like in DA2 there was literally just, one just dragon. Just the one in the bone pit. Yeah. I mean there was Flemeth but you don't fight her. No. Um, you just want to be her. Yeah. God, I <laughs> Yeah, I seriously do. Like in, in DA4 if you get to tran- turn into a dragon I'll be I'll be happy. That'll yeah, be nice. That'll be very cool. That, that, that makes me sound like, like, a, like a 13-year-old boy. <laughs> like 
<laughs> I just really want to be a dragon. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. But yeah, they, they were definitely a hilarious overcorrection of criticism Again. for DA2. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and I mean, like, um, you're talking about the overcorrection, how in Dragon Age 2, obviously there was like three environments mm-hmm. that they just recycled and recycled. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, in Inquisition, you will literally never see the same, like even the same game asset used twice. Like everything never, is ever. like artisan, perfectly couture created for that yes. particular place. Yes, for sure. And uh, another thing, sorry, that we want to talk about, what I want to talk about yeah. is, is the codex in this game. Oh, of course. Because if you're really into the story and the characters as much as – me and probably yeah so if you're into the characters and the story as much as i am and definitely that you are too that you you want to delve down deep into that kind of back end of the writing and, yeah. the, and the you know the lore and the different character backstories and more than what you get out of just the passing dialogue and they've really done something great with the codex in this game compared to well, other games that I played but also predominantly Origins and DA2 in that they've made it a real kind of found papers kind of a codex and so it's not just the boring, you know, title is, I don't know, Commander Cullen and it starts going Commander Cullen lived in bloody blah and did this and then did that and then did that. It's um, it's going to be, for example, a letter from Cassandra to Leliana talking about how they want to recruit Cullen for the Inquisition, you know, yeah. something like that. It's, it's going to be it's another. Much more, it's much more intelligently done. Yeah, it's going to be another person's point of view on something that you kind of have to like look and navigate through that. Yeah. And, and you have to draw your own conclusions from what other people have said. Yeah. yeah, or it might be a song or it could be. Yeah, a lot of it's letters, but I just found it really a really cool take on yeah. it. Yeah, and just, yeah, just, I agree. It, it was good. Yeah, enlivening that up a bit. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, we've we've discussed before my my love of of Mass Effect, and that that was one of the things I really love. I mean, you, you know, you say you you read a lot of the Codex of Dragon Age. Mm. I read a lot of the Codex of Mass yeah. Effect, um, and of course, that Codex is very much the opposite direction because that's like a it's like an internet. It's 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 like Wikipedia basically. It's like okay. they have their own repository of data. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I really liked there that would have been cool in Inquisition is that it's voiced. It has a voiceover telling oh, you about okay. the things. That's interesting. Um, which could have been really cool with the found papers if you'd heard, you know, like the voice of, yeah. of Leliana writing that letter to Cassandra. Because I remember in Mass Effect they have in the first one I think they had the elevators and they do yes. like the news yeah. report. Yeah, that's very yeah. cool. That. The hated elevators because, well, they were just hiding loading screens was well, the whole thing. They were, but, you know, everyone wants to find a way to hide a loading screen yeah. these days. Yeah. yeah. We just have a very low tolerance for loading screens in this we day do. and age. We just yeah. are such spoiled children that we can't <laughs> deal. We just must have everything now in very high definition. I mean, you mentioned God of War the other day. Um yeah, that was like talking about hiding loading screens. Oh boy, they did mm. a damn good job in God yes. of War. Yeah, from what I saw, they did. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, I think we need to wrap that up there. Um, it's been fantastic having you back again, Jenna. Yeah, it's been really great. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been a good time. I feel I feel like my obsession has been worth it because I've been <laughs> able to contribute to something other yeah, than just my own obsession. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Cool. Um, and of course, thank you once again to Zane C. Weber, our fantastic producer from yes, That's Not thank Canon. Thank you very much. Thanks, Zane. If you want to follow us on social media, we post all sorts of photos and updates and uh, little snippets from shows. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Cutscene Saga. Or if you want to talk to us at length, you can email us, cutscenesaga at gmail.com. We will see you next month for our next game. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.